Welcome to the Thriving Authors Podcast, where we delve into all aspects of what it takes to get your dream book out of your heart, onto the page, and into the world, connecting with a wide audience of readers. I'm Dallas, and I don't just want you to be a published author. I want you to be a thriving author, confidently sharing your ideas, making an impact with your words, and owning your unique voice that deserves to be heard. I've spent the past two decades immersed in the publishing industry, building my career as a best-selling author of five books and counting. As a book coach, I have helped dozens of women birth their books and live their dreams. And here's what I know to be true. You deserve abundant creativity, a nurturing writing practice, and a supportive community that inspires and uplifts you through the ups and downs of the writing life. I want to help you write and publish your dream books that grow your audience, grow your business, and grow your legacy. On this podcast, you will find behind-the-scenes lessons from my own book writing and publishing journey interviews with successful published authors, and tips and advice you can start using today to move you forward in your writing life. You don't have to do this alone. Let's get started. Stephanie Cotta hails from beautiful Southern Oregon and resides in a quaint historic mining town. Growing up, she spent much of her time delving into every new Star Wars book she could get her hands on, which all began at age nine when she bought The Courtship of Princess Leia by Dave Wolverton at a garage sale for a quarter. Her love of Star Wars and sci-fi fantasy has been undying ever since. A fine arts major in college, she first embarked into the literary world as a children's book illustrator. Then she leapt over into the realm of storytelling when she could no longer repress the urge to write the fantasy stories running wild in her imagination. When she's not steeped in writing, she's launching arrows at hay bales, drawing with pastels, reading fantasy, playing an immersive RPG, or watching the latest BBC historical drama. And it was so fun to talk with Stephanie about her upcoming debut YA fantasy, which is called The Conjurer's Curse. And in particular, I was really interested to hear how real life events in her life and in the world inspired her fantasy book. So if you are interested in writing fantasy, maybe you have an idea. Um, I think this conversation is going to be especially useful for you. We talked a lot about world building and finding inspiration and ideas, and um, it was just such a treat. I want to really congratulate Stephanie on her wonderful debut. So enjoy. Stephanie, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to be chatting with you today. Hello, I'm excited to be here. And we're recording this um, at the end of November when your release date is coming up very quickly. So it's really fun to be able to kind of take part in this this energy with you, celebrating your upcoming release. When this, by the time everyone is listening to this episode, your book will already be out in the world. So don't worry, listeners, you can go and get a copy right away of The Conjurer's Curse. Um, but maybe we can start off by you just telling us a little bit, Stephanie, about your writing journey. And in particular, I'd love to hear just how you got started as a writer. Um, and we can kind of go from there. Okay. Well, uh, I started seriously writing back in 2013. Um, I had a friend who was a pastor at a church and he and I both loved Star Wars and all things Tolkien and fantasy. And so one, one night after church, he pulled me aside and said, you know, 
you really need to write your own fantasy book. You have all this knowledge. So why don't you, you know, just go do it? And <laughs> I thought, okay, sure. I'll, I'll do that. And he didn't know, but I'd already kind of started a fantasy story. And I, you know, sometimes you, you just write things and you put it aside and you don't do anything with it. And that's kind of how that started. So him just telling me that gave me the little push to go home and pick up what I had written. And I took off from there and built this whole world and fantasy world. And, um, I've written multiple books that they're not published, but I created a whole fantasy world that now my The Conjurer's Curse is set in. So my debut book that's coming out, you know, in order to uh, to get it uh, written, uh, that's where I kind of started. So I've been writing for about seven years, I think, then. So um, it's probably 2021 that I started writing The Conjurer's Curse. That's amazing. I think that's so inspiring to hear about um, the ways in which, like you said, you've written multiple books and really developed this world so vividly and so fully. And I think as writers, sometimes we expect that our books will be released or picked up for publication in the order that we write them. But it seems the more and more writers I talk to, the more people I interview for this podcast and in my own writing journey, it often is not the case. Usually it's the third or the fourth, or, you know, it's not usually the first book that we write that gets picked up for publication. But as you were sharing that, it just made me think that I would imagine that the world that you're creating just became more and more. Um, expansive and just vivid in your mind with every book that you wrote. Did, did you feel like that um, that was the case? Or maybe you can talk a little bit about kind of how you created this fantasy world. If there are other people listening who um, love reading fantasy or who maybe want to write in the genre, to me, the world building seems just so amazing in the fantasy genre. Um, yeah. So as I mentioned before, i I have, I love Tolkien and I grew up reading Star Wars. That's kind of where I got into the whole fantasy genre. Mm -hmm. The idea that there are worlds out there and there's, there could be all these characters that are living in fantasy planets or medieval type settings that, you know, we don't exist in, but there's takeaway and there's lessons that can be learned. And I, I loved that so much that I wanted to create my own fantasy world. And it kind of started because of a dream. I think a lot of stories are written because of dreams we have or ideas while we're daydreaming. And that is how I initially, I started my adult fantasy series was from a dream and you just start and you don't know where it's going to go. I, I fly kind of by the seat of my pants. I don't outline. So uh, I just went where the story took me and where the characters took me. And I wrote, I've written like seven books in this series that are unpublished. I did try to get that, the ball rolling and getting, uh, I queried a bunch and was getting rejections, which is normal. Mm -hmm, very normal. <laughs> but I, as I was getting those rejections, I kept thinking, uh, maybe I need to write something shorter. I write epic fantasy and they usually have long word counts. And I thought maybe if I write something shorter and put it in this world that I've already crafted, I could probably write something pretty fast. And that is what happened. I wrote The Conjurer's Curse in four months. 
And it, it went really fast because I already knew this world so well. I knew my countries, these kingdoms that I had created and with, um, you know, political structure with um, social dynamics. And so I could just create a brand new character and take him through different places on a wild adventure and, you know, kind of see what happens from there. (laughs) Yes. I love, and I love how you mentioned, um, you know, like political structures and social dynamics. And I think that it adds so, so much texture to, um, you know, fantasy worlds when the author is considering not just, you know, what does the setting look like on this, this world or this planet or, but also thinking about those things, I think is, um, you know, such a great tip. Do, do you find, um, so as you were writing, this book that you already, as you're saying, like knew the world so well, and you wrote this draft in four months. Um, are you more of a, someone who likes to outline and advance kind of what was going to happen? Or did you find that the plot or the characters really kind of came up organically for you as you were writing because you already knew this world so well? Do you want to take us just a little bit through your process with writing this book? Um, yes. So let's begin at kind of where the the concept started. So I had already mentioned, I felt like I needed to write a shorter book and try pitching that. So the idea came in January, 2021, and that was during COVID. And I'm I'm sure everybody has their own stories and trials of during that, that season. For me, um, it was the beginning of the new year and I was feeling a little disheartened by the prospect of having to be shut in longer and I was seeing the kind of the tragic social dynamic that was happening around me. People were being so distant. People were not being friendly. People wouldn't even smile anymore. You couldn't see people's smiles. Mm -hmm. So an incident happened with me where I was kind of singled out in a crowd (laughs) and kind of almost to the point where someone uh, said like I could kill them from standing too close. And I thought, that is, this is a terrible thought. And I went home and I was kind of upset because it it left me very, you know, like it gave me a visceral feeling. And I thought, what if there was a teenage boy who literally was cursed with this, you know, this entity or thing around him that would kill people from being too close to him? Mm-hmm. You know, it was a wild mm-hmm. idea. And I went home like that night, kind of daydreamed about it. And then in the morning, I started writing. Dialogue just started going through my head of this kid sitting there with this older gentleman telling him you have to leave the village because you're cursed (laughs) and he's like shocked and has no idea what do you mean I'm cursed and it just kind of snowballed you know thing dialogue after dialogue and I so I don't outline I just kind of go with what seems natural like a natural conversation back and forth of what would happen and then you get this plot like okay if my character is cursed he has to break his curse. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? How does that, you know, how does that look? So from there, it's like, okay, well, maybe he has to board a boat, cross the sea. Maybe he's going to, you know, land in this other town and have to voyage to another place. And so you kind of just figure out, ah, he'll go to this place. He'll meet some people. They'll get him to the next place without outlining anything. Mm-hmm. But then you know, you have to kind of, stop gears for a second and think, all right, let's, let's, let's step back and figure out how this is going to end or what kind of 
wrench can I, what other wrench can I throw in? (laughs) (laughs) Making things hard for the characters. Yes. Hopefully making it hard for the characters. I think there's memes out there, you know, like we don't want our characters to be happy because if, if they're happy, then nothing wrong is going on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It sounds like you really, um, just the way that you describe it makes me think of almost as like co-creating the book with your characters, listening to what they're saying, getting their dialogue down. Um, that seems like such a fun way of writing a book and um, just really letting the characters kind of lead the way and, and trusting them. I think especially, I don't know if you feel this way, but it sounds like you had done so much thoughtful work with building this world that the characters exist in that it was almost like you felt comfortable letting them free in this world that you had built and sort of letting them, like you said, journey um, from place to place and and follow that. And I just love that story of how your real life inspired um, just kind of the seed of the idea for this book. I think that's so fascinating. And I love hearing fiction writers and fantasy writers um, kind of sharing the behind the scenes of, um, you know, a real life experience that then inspired this this whole you know fantasy I think that's really interesting yeah I know I I know I love uh true stories and um I think that any experience we have can create a magical or a fantasy it it, a story my my husband tells me that all the time he says I don't know how you do what you do and then how you can take something in real life and then add all these fantastical elements to it and birth a whole story that's not in real life, but yeah, it's in reality. That's so beautiful the way you describe it. I I just love that, and I think that's really permission giving for people too. If anyone's listening to this, and maybe you haven't written a fantasy before, but you are intrigued by the genre, I think that you know what Stephanie is sharing about taking something from real life and then turning it magical, saying what if, it sounds like you have a lot of curiosity in your process, Stephanie, um, to sort of trans transfer it into um, a fantasy world. It just sounds very, like I said, very permission giving and um, accessible, you know, for, for all writers. So I just really love that. Um, I wanted to ask you too, you are, it sounds like you're a, you know, you're a very prolific writer. I think you said that you're um, series had seven books and then you wrote this book in four months. Um, do you want to share a little bit just kind of about your writing practice? Do you have a process that you use? Do you sit down to write at the same time every day? Or do you want to kind of just give us a peek behind the curtain of a practice that you've developed that has allowed you to be, um, you know, so fruitful with your writing? Um, yes. So I know the hardest thing about writing is writing is what people oftentimes Uh you do have to be so diligent and you have to be dedicated to your craft and what you're doing because the outside world can always cause distractions because I'm writing at home when you're at home there's always things you you know might need to do like the laundry clean and you're sitting for long stretches and so there are always times I have to get up walk around remind myself that I can't just sit in the same spot for hours, you know, because my back will start hurting. So I usually have a process. Um, I like to start in the morning. I'll get, I'll make some matcha tea. I'm a big tea drinker and I get that going, you know, it's nice and hot. And then I'll put on some calming music, um, usually like a Celtic or 
epic fantasy music. Usually Lord of the Lord of the Rings soundtrack is my go-to. <laughs> so I have that kind of providing a nice ambiance that invites me into a creative space. And I do not sit at a desk. I, uh, I have a chase lounge that I recline on. And uh, that's where I work. And sometimes I lay in bed and write. <laughs> um, so I, I can write anywhere, but desks have just never felt the most creative for me. And I've just been doing that same process for years. Um, I'll write for maybe, I want to say four to six hours. You know, I can go longer. Uh, I have specific days that are my writing days. And that's usually the beginning, beginning of the week, Monday through Wednesday. I try to not make certain, not make plans, just kind of allow myself to be home all day without distractions. And I can kind of do my thing, write, take breaks, because even during breaks, I will sometimes get a creative spark. Um, you know, you can stare at a white screen and think, I don't know what my character should say next, but you go walk away, make something to eat and there you go. You, you've got it figured out. And so then I get excited to go back and insert that and keep going. That's such a great tip. I love that. I agree. I think sometimes our best ideas are those little sparks or nuggets come when we're actually away from our computers. And I, I just think it's so wonderful giving yourself, um, you know, like knowing yourself well enough to, to realize I don't work very well at a desk. I'm going to write from my bed or from this, you know, from my chase lounge. And I've found with my coaching clients, um, that I help work on their books, that that can be such a difference maker, especially if you're someone, maybe you have a day job and you spend a lot of time sitting at your desk, answering emails or doing some other work, but sometimes just getting away from that space, trying to write in bed or going outside or going to a different room. It can make such a difference in how you feel creatively, just changing up your space. So I think that's so interesting to hear about how um, you don't work at a desk and how instead you have a whole other practice um, set up. And I agree with music as well. That can create such an ambiance. And um, Lord of the Rings sounds perfect, that soundtrack for the books that you write. Mm -hmm. well, that's So I'm just so excited for you about having this book out in the world. Um, do you want to share just... I guess any advice that you have, you could think about your past self, um, you know, when you first started writing, or maybe if there's somebody listening who is an aspiring writer, um, do you have any just words of wisdom or words of advice that you would like to share? Maybe if someone's feeling a little bit discouraged or, um, you know, they're navigating rejection or they're having writer's block, what, what words of advice would you share? Um, so I think there's a lot there. So first for people who are wanting to write a book, I was, you know, I say, just start. That's what I did. I had to have, I had to have one person just tell me this is what you, you should do. So I started. And at the time I didn't know anything about the structure of writing, but I had an idea and I just kept doing it. And I didn't tell people that I was writing a book. I just kind of kept it to myself and let it grow. So I could keep my creativity alive. And I think it's important in that phase to not feel like you have to do everything perfect because uh, I think we can get bogged down with perfectionism. We'll start comparing our work to other people, especially if you're just starting out and you 
maybe you have another friend who's writing and it seems like they have more knowledge. Don't, don't start comparing. Don't fall into that trap. You're on your own pace. You're on your own journey to writing. Um, so do you find that space that helps you be creative to find the music that helps inspire you even watch like a film or a TV show that kind of has the themes or the genre that you like, because that might help jog your creativity and give you ideas. Because um, that's what I do when I get writer's block. I don't necessarily believe in writer's block. It can just be because I'm so exhausted that I have no creative output. Like I'm so mentally drained that I just need to give myself a break and it's okay. That's something else I'll say. It's okay to take breaks read something else because reading is just as important as the writing. Um, so take those breaks, read books, watch something that is in a genre that you love and that you want to create in. Uh, I think those are my, my big pearls to, to share with people. So much great advice packed in there. Thank you so much for sharing that. And you make wonderful points about giving yourself grace, letting yourself take breaks. And I agree with about reading. I think it's goes so hand in hand with the writing process and a way of filling up our ideas and our inspiration from other reading other books, which is the perfect segue into inviting listeners to check out your debut novel, um, which will be out by the time this podcast is released. And maybe you can share, Stephanie, the best ways for people to to find you, to follow you, to get in touch with you um, if they want more of you. Obviously, your book will be available um, wherever you know, they buy their books, but what is the best ways for, for people to connect with you? So, um, the best way is to go to my link tree. So it's link tree slash Stephanie Cotta, and that will have all of my socials on there. My Facebook, my TikTok, my Twitter, Instagram, my website. Um, so that's where you can connect with me. Definitely go to my website, subscribe. I would love to hear from you and connect with you on all of my socials. Mm -hmm. perfect that's easy and I will link to that in the show notes as well so thank you so so much for taking the time to chat with me to be on the podcast especially during such a busy time um, as you near your publication date it's just really fun to celebrate with you um, and just wishing you and your book the best best of luck thank you so much and thank you for having me this was a blast and I had so much fun Thanks for spending time with me today. Please hit that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. And I would love for you to join me in my free Facebook group. It's called Book Breakthrough Community, and it's full of other heart-centered writers sharing resources and supporting each other. We discuss the podcast episodes. I regularly go live with free challenges, and you may even meet your new writing partner to swap pages with. Join us on Facebook at Book Breakthrough Community. And you can always reach out to me personally at Dallas Woodburn Author on Facebook and Instagram. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast and your ideas for new episodes. Until next time, happy writing.